0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Okay, good afternoon. Thanks for dialing in. We're still at the beginning of the tractate of Challah. And yesterday, we put the groundwork down. We reviewed some Psukim. actually from the Parsha of Shlach. After the failure to go into the land of Israel, the people were given the mitzvah of challah, and that's a mitzvah for all the generations of those living in the land of Israel. We looked at a Mishnah from Ediot, and Shammai says that the quantity of of of, um, of uh, dough we need to be to make it necessary to take challah is a kav, which is about a quart, by the way. That's a reasonable estimate, I think, of a kav. A kav is about a quart. Hillel says two kavs, and the, the chachamim sort of come down somewhere in the middle in at, at a quart and a half, a kav and a half. And then we learnt the first mishnah. And we found that the first mishnah, and this is going to apply, by the way, to the first half of the chapter. The first mishnah wants to compare halachot of chalah to those of Pesach. So we learnt about the five species. Wheat, barley, spelt, oats and rye. The five species for which the land of Israel is known. They're subject to chalah and there are various halachot that are relevant to Pesach. Their new crop is prohibited prior to Pesach. You can't reap them prior to the Omer and so on. And the Mishnah is then going to continue we still on track when the parallel between Pesach and Chala was still on the five species. So these <coughs> these Mishnayot effectively belong together. Maybe they were joined together at some point. The boundaries between the Mishnayot are, um, let's say, not necessarily fixed. The boundaries between the chapters are very important and are very old. But the je- boundaries between the Mishnayot, Perhaps not, and certainly this Mishnah just runs along with more information about the five species and about Pesach. <speaking in Hebrew> if you had a little bit of matzah, an olive's bulk, of the five species, and you waited on Pesach, you'd have fulfilled your obligation. <speaking in Hebrew> if you, If of those five species... You had an olive-sized piece of chametz. you're subject to karat. If they got mixed up with any other species, it's a transgression on pesticides. You have to get rid of this stuff. And then going on to none going on to nadarim, someone who dare mean If you make an a neder that you're going to refrain from bread and from something called t'vua. T'vua is mm, produce or harvest. You're forbidden from consuming these five species. This is according to Rabbi Meir. Rabi Meir. The sages say um, actually no, you need to be noder, mean ha-dagan. You have to vow to abstain from something called dagan. And then you're prohibited only from these. We seem to be in a a linguistic debate between the nature of the word the meaning of the word tevua and the meaning of the word daga and the mishnah continues We're going to carry on our parallels so the these five species are subject to challah not we know this already and to tithes And why are we getting into the question of whether they're subject to chala and tithe? Well, we're going to draw more parallels as this chapter develops. So this chapter is developing, if you like, in parallel format. And we're going to have two identical but opposite Mishnayot about the relationship between chala and maaser. The first one. The first one gives us objects which are subject to chala but exempt from maaser. Okay, so we're going to see two mirror image Mishnayot, but this is the first half of the mirror. We'll see the second half in a minute. So these things are caught up in Chala. They're challah's obligatory in these things, but not Maaser. And these are the traditional things, by the way, which we've already looked at when we've learned the tract of the Typically, they're things that... Either don't belong to anybody or belong to the poor, so we've got these are all, yeah we've we've seen these lists before the gleanings, the forgotten sheaf, the pear, ownless produce, something that belongs to poor people or belongs to nobody at all, and it's not subject to Maser. or we could say shenit la truma, if the first tithe has already had its uh uh, ma, it's true, it's but taken from it—it's not liable anymore. Second tithe, hekdesh—all this stuff is not liable to Masrot because they're all—they're cons- rather than being considered ownliness, they're considered already the property of the Beit Migdash. And grain has not grown—tvoish eloheviash um, Shlish. grain is not a third ripe, and we learnt right at the beginning of them of the Masachet of Shvuit that when grain is not yet a third ripe, it has a different status. It's not ready. It's not subject to marseille. But, and here's the but, a poor person takes grain and makes it into bread and that dough is still liable for challah. Even though the produce itself wasn't liable to marseille. And similarly with a levi, who's given marseille, or a or a a kohen who's given truma, that produce is still liable to challah if he makes a loaf out of it, even though it wasn't liable to maser in the first instance. So there are some types of ownership which we already know are not liable to maser, but they are liable to challah. And then the Mishnah is going to teach us the opposite way round. So let's look at some things which are liable for Maser, but exempt from challah. That's the fourth Mishnah. Elu Chavinba Masrot Ufuturinmina challah. So what kind of what kind of objects are liable for um tithes but not from challah? Well these are now we're going to go back to the five species. So you can see, if you like, this early part this early part of the uh, the first chapter of challah the if you like the early part of the tract you can see we're coming full circle. We began with the five species, and we're gonna come in, we're gonna end with exceptions to the five species. So we've got haorez, veh ducha, pragin These are all kinds of um vehshum ve All these are all kinds of um Stuff that don't fall into the five species, rice and millet and poppy seed and sesame seeds and pulses. And then we're going to now we're going to come back to the quantities which we learned from the Mishnah of Edyot. And less than five fourths of a cove. Remember that the Chachamim eventually settled on five fourths of a cove. So that's about five fourths of a quart for the sake of argument. As the quantity of grain necessary if you're going to make dough that is subject to khab. And then there are different kinds of of um, different kinds of cakes which are not really proper bread, I would say. Sponge cakes, honey cakes, dumplings, cake cooked in a pan. Muduma is stuff which is dubious. When we learnt about muduma, when we learnt about truma, muduma is stuff which is dubiously truma. And because it already has something of the status of teruma, we don't need to take Chala from it because it already belongs to the Kohen. That's it for the first part of the Tractate of Chala and we will pick up later on in the Tractate on the next session.